Welcome back to the Life Change Podcast. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to the Life Change Podcast. So today we've got a special guest with us. Um, so her name is Emma, um, and she is a patient of ours. And we're going to do something that we've never done before. Um, so we're going to record this podcast in English and in Spanish. Um, so for those of you who don't know, I do actually speak a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> so we're gonna, I'm going to do my best, all right? Uh, but Emma is um, one of our patients. Like I said, she's had surgery, um, and so she's just kind of here today to tell her story. Um, she's recently kind of come on with us as part of our staff to help with um, just kind of, uh, you know, some resources for our Spanish-speaking patients just so we can better serve um, that population. So thanks for being here today, Emma. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my story to be able to help others have a successful story. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so I want to give a little background about Emma, and then I'll let her tell a little bit about herself. But um, so Emma has been my patient for about a year. Um, she had the sleeve with Dr. Nikoi back in April. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, and so she's got an incredible story. Um, so she's been a dream patient, all right? <laughs> Emma was one of those people that was very scared in the beginning, uh, but went through with it, and she just really, you know, kind of took the bull by the horns so to speak you know she took in all the education that we gave her and really like dove in to the deep end um, she studied um, she she put everything into practice um, and now seven months later from surgery she's really reaping those benefits um, so I think uh, Emma is just one of those people that is uh, inspiring uh, and is a very common story you know like I think everybody when they start this journey kind of thinks I'm the only one going through this w wouldn't you say so oh yes you believe that you're the only one Yep. And you're not going to have a successful story like the yeah. ones that you hear. That's exactly right. Um, and so, but what we know from our side, being the people who are, you know, we see everybody coming through this office. We know that this story is actually very common. Um, and it's the story that most people have. So, um, so just to get started, go ahead and tell us just a little bit about who you are. Um, your family, your work, you know, those types of things. Yeah, of course. So I moved to Amarillo. 15 years, I'm from a small town, Friona, and I ended up moving here for school. Mm -hmm. I have three adorable boys. <laughs> um, they're 11, 8, and 3. And, of course, you know, I marry it. My husband is very supportive on this whole journey, which mm -hmm. is one of the things that helps you be successful when you have a lot of support from your mm -hmm. partner. Absolutely. And I, uh, right now, I'm currently working at Excel Energy. been there for 10 years. I'm also a full-time student going to WT to be in accounting, and then I am also being having the opportunity to work with you guys. That's oh, my God. I didn't realize you were doing school, too. <laughs> I think I forgot that. Yes, I do a little bit of everything. Look at you go. That's awesome. Um, you know, one thing that you learn, if you have passion for so many things, mm -hmm. you can make your day work. Absolutely. Organization is yeah. the key for everything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, and being a boy mom, you know, I'm sure you you just have to have all the energy and you just oh, got to keep going. You do. They do sports. Both <laughs> of my boys do soccer. Mm -hmm. And my three-year-old, you know, he's on that phase where he does not stop. Oh, yeah. So you're after him. And then we just got a puppy. So that gives oh, it look. more you a, work. You got a fourth child. <laughs> I have a fourth child. So. I love it. I love it. What kind of puppy did you get? We got a Maltese. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So okay. His name is Chase from... Paw from Patrol. Paw Patrol, of yep. course, absolutely, <laughs> with all boys. Yes. Okay. 
All right. Um, okay, so I kind of gave a teaser. You had the sleeve back in April, um, so about seven months ago. So before we get on th- all into the details, because I know what people want to hear, they always want to know how much weight have you lost, like, you know, where are you at your goal and things like that. So let's just get that out of the way. Go ahead and tell us about that. So for me, my right now I have lost 65 pounds. Mm-hmm. And my goal has always been uh, 160. When right now I'm at 175. Nice. And the funniest thing, I'm a vision person. So on, I had a vision board for 2023 without even thinking I was going to have it. Like I said, I was backing out a lot. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And I'm only 15 pounds. And I actually wrote there, make yourself get the sleeve and get to 160 pounds. Oh, and it's like wrote, uh, wrote <laughs> on it. And um, I was actually looking at it this morning. I was like, oh, my God, I'm only 15 pounds from that. Like, how cool is that? Yep, that's amazing. Wow. Okay. Um, Yeah, like she said, she's a very organized person. (laughs) She does vision boards, okay? (laughs) Okay, you need a Um, plan. Okay, so tell me, because you have a very, um, you know, specific story from the beginning, tell me how long it took you to schedule that initial appointment. So we'll we'll go after that, but how long did it even take you to schedule that initial appointment? So the first conversation of weight loss surgery recommendation, but from my um, regular doctor was in July. Okay. I didn't make my appointment until October. That tells you how many months it took me to call the clinic she gave me the phone number and said give them a call just get a consult on that and i started everybody you can look it up in tiktok you can look up the surgery weight loss surgeries successful stories and i looked all that up and it was still it wouldn't get me to make my appointment yep yep it's scary right yeah it's scary because i kept on saying you know i had three c-sections and they were scary for me how Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have a surgery to lose weight Mm -hmm. and then you know, you would also look at the risk. And so you would look at those stories yeah. and scare yourself out. Yeah. To be honest. Absolutely. Okay. So you, you talked about surgery with your primary care doctor in July of 2022. Yes. Um, and then you scheduled your f- initial appointment with Dr. Bo um, for October of yes. 2022. And then tell us what happened after that. So after that, he, you know, I w- talked to Dr. Bo. He was so good at explaining both surgeries, what, which one he recommended. And I said, okay, let me get the process started. That's how I left the office with the mentality. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. I have my, he's like, okay, we need you to start having two appointments, one with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And I think it's Wendy yeah. to go to get the process started because you, my insurance was a three month process. So I scheduled them at the end of October, right before Halloween. Cause she's like, if you want to get it, you need to have October done. Yeah. I canceled. I <laughs> after the next day, I chickened myself out, and you know, I was like, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna reschedule that. I'm not ready, yeah. because my mentality was like, just hit the gym, go back to a diet. You mm-hmm. can do this. You don't need surgery. Yeah, that's right. And honestly, I gained another ten pounds. Yeah, yeah. That did not work for me. I did. I start up drinking cokes. I start drinking Dr. Pepper. You know, my Hispanic family, all tortillas, all that. Mm -hmm. And I gain weight. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine that, right? You gain weight. So I remember that, you know, I was like, man, I should have just kept my appointment in October, (laughs) started the process. Right. I would have at least been 10 pounds down. Yeah. So when December came, I remember taking um, a picture for Christmas and I looked at myself and I said, 
this is not me. Yeah. There has to be a change. There's something wrong with my body. I think my body is calling me. I'm tired all the time. My blood pressure is high. Mm-hmm. Medication is not fixing it. Yeah. You know, they're changing my medication. And I remember telling my husband, I was like, and my husband is very honest. You know, wo- women don't want men to be honest. <laughs> right. We kind of don't want to hear the truth. My husband <laughs> told me, you know, I love you the way you are, but you have gained weight. Are you happy? And so when he said those words, I said, no, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something missing here. Yeah. And, you know, I remember calling the clinic and I think I talked to the front desk and said, is it too late to make an appointment to get my process started? (laughs) And they're like, it's never late. That's right. We can get it started. You already had your counsel. Do you want to go for it? I said, set all the appointments before the end of the year. Yeah. (laughs) And if you have a spot, let me get this month there because. Yes. Absolutely. I I had a feeling that diet and exercise was not going to get me where I needed to be mm-hmm. because my body was not cooperating with me like yeah. it normally would do to somebody else. Right. Um, because I suffer from PCOS. Mm-hmm. And be a lot of women don't know this, but when you get in a diet, your body gains your weight mm-hmm. with and people do not understand that and yeah. it's you know it's a hard subject and i've been able to talk to a lot of people about it at work and they're like oh my god i have the same issue like yeah and you know and i'm like oh you might want to check it out because that yeah. you might be killing yourself at the gym and it's mm-hmm. not even it's not even working no it's not even working That's there's people right. that go two hours to the gym never mm-hmm. lose a pound i said i was on a diet for three months strict diet yep. and i gained five pounds how is that possible if I'm doing everything right? Right, exactly. Because yes. it, the answer is not always just diet and exercise. You know, weight is a very complicated thing. Um, you know, it's so involved. Um, it has a lot to do with hormones and um, our environment. And, you know, of course, food choices and exercise matter. But there's a lot more to it than just be on a diet, exercise, and, you know, just get more willpower. There's way more to it than that. Exactly. And you have to do a lot of research, and that's what it took me. It took me, and it's still taking me. I'm still learning from it. <laughs> right. I'm still learning from it, but it's hard to make that choice to give that call. It is. But it, it is. sometimes it takes you a minute to look at yourself in the mirror. And like I said, my husband asked me that question. Are you mm-hmm. happy with yourself? Yeah. And when I heard that, it's not that overweight but I knew something was wrong with my body. Yeah. Like I had the feeling. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, you know, a lot of the request, a lot of the things that they ask me when I give my story is, is, are you, what made you feel like that you wanted? Was it the clothes? They think that is a way I wanted to be skinny. Uh-huh. Right. And I have to explain to them, it's not the skinny part. Of course, it has a benefit if you lose weight, of right. course. Absolutely. But I always tell them it was the feeling of feeling fatigue mm-hmm. feeling not yourself like yeah. you wanted to sleep get trying to get out of the bed and kind of not being able to do it right away yeah the little things yeah right that kind of quality of life like you sometimes don't even realize how many of those things add up it's like okay I'm kind of going through my day and I'm in a little bit of pain all day like my back hurts or my knees hurt I'm tired all the time um I don't have the desire to do the things that I used to do um I can't bend over and tie my shoes without like you know sitting on a chair or a bed or you know just all those things kind of add up and then 
And then you, one day you kind of wake up, I think, and you're like, I don't, I don't want this. I want something more. There's something better. You know, I deserve better kind of thing. Exactly. That's how I felt. And it was Christmas day for me. It's like the special day. Cause like mm-hmm. I said, I started looking at the pictures that we did for Christmas and I would see my face was like swollen. Mm-hmm. And I remember I told my husband, I was like, I feel swollen and I haven't eaten a lot of food. You know, yeah. my family goes out big for Christmas. They cook so many meals, many desserts. Oh, yeah. And I remember just sitting there and I didn't want to eat. Mm-hmm. It was like I was full, but then I felt swollen. And, yeah. you know, you had all the things in there. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was like an eye opener yeah, kind of way. But then at the same time, I didn't want to do the process because the first thing you think is like, do I want to do this whole process? Yeah. And then back out. So my mentality was like, do the process. You can always back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But start it. Yeah. Because you don't want to be like I was in December saying, I should have done it in October. <laughs> and I would be having my surgery right now. And right. I wouldn't be feeling like this. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yes. Um, so after you kind of started the process again in December, r- did you still have that feeling of being scared? Yes. Yeah. That never went away. Okay. That never went away. Um, to be honest, uh, when I had my, I think with Frontera, mm-hmm. my, I think it's cardiologist. And I remember being on that bike, and and I wanted to give up. I was like, I'm so out of shape. How possible could I be out of shape? Because uh-huh. I have a Peloton bike, so I always do Peloton bike. Yeah. So when I was on that bike, and I was, I, I was considered like I was dying, but I wasn't dying. But <laughs> right. you get my point. <laughs> yes. I remember that guy said, "How bad do you want this?" Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. "You're five minutes from finishing this test, and you're five percent from not passing." Yeah. And I remember his word hit me. And I was paddling so hard. And, and the question was like, if I don't pass this, I'm going to regret this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to regret not passing this test. Like, how is it yeah. possible my body is going to let me not pass this simple test of being on a bike? Like, that tells yeah. me that my body is in bad shape, to be honest. Sure. And I remember my eyes started tearing. And the guy was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be mean to you. <laughs> you feel so like, oh, no. bad. Because I was crying. And he's like, I am so sorry. You can stop. <laughs> like, I am not. I'm going to pass yeah. this test. <laughs> and he looked at me. And he said, when I finish, he's like, you overpassed it. I was like, either yeah. you were not going to make it. But somehow you got it out of you. Yeah. Because his words got stuck on my head when he said, how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, every month I would pass, uh, like January came, I turned, you know, 32. I said, you know, I'm 32 years old. I shouldn't have almost died on that bike. Mm -hmm. Like, that is not possible. Like, I'm young. I'm young on that. And, you know, so I I would still look at TikToks. I started reading all your successful stories and the website. Um, I started listening to the podcast that you guys had as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped tremendously as well. And so I started writing like a notebook where I would write my fears in mm-hmm. the pros and the cons of the surgery. So when February comes, I got really sick that I ended up in the hospital. And it wasn't nothing to do with m- my medical um, I just ended up having a real bad bacteria mm-hmm. in my ear mm-hmm. but getting all those tests back you know at the hospital and they're saying hey your, your fatty liver is getting out of control you're I like this close for your liver to be bad mm-hmm. um I don't know what it's called uh, cirrhosis, cirrhosis. Yes. yeah mm-hmm. 
And I looked up at my husband, I was like, I don't even drink. How is that possible? And the right. doctor said, it can happen with fatty liver. Yeah. And I said, but I don't want it. If I don't drink, I don't want to have that. <laughs> right. And seeing all those blood work that said abnormal, abnormal, mm-hmm. abnormal in February, that also had something to do with my mindset. Because yeah. I remember crying at the hospital and told my husband, this is not, this is not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I have three kids you know I almost lost I'm gonna be honest I almost lost you know my life with that bacteria in February but then it also was an eye-opener where my body was at Mm -hmm. and I think it was just everything was a sign and I remember getting out of the hospital I lost five pounds too (laughs) so when I got home my mind this is how bad your mind can get to you my mom's like if you lost five pounds you don't need the surgery Mm. just do whatever you would do at the hospital Mm. and you can lose Yep. Another 10. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then I remember calling Wendy. Wendy was so wonderful. And yes. I said, Wendy, I lost five pounds. And she's like, well, that's going to get under, you know, I was right at the line where my insurance would be oh, able to approve my insurance. Sure. And so she's like, well, we don't want to go any more under because if you your insurance won't qualify for the surgery. Yeah. And I said, oh, well, if I don't, then that means I'm doing good. So, you know, I'm losing weight. Right, right. By March, I gained those five pounds plus another five yep ask me how i didn't even eat more no nope. like my husband yeah. kept on saying why are you gaining weight yeah you know ever since we got out of the hospital i noticed you're hardly eating less mm-hmm. what is going on yeah and then march comes and i talked to you and you said emma it's gonna go by fast and i was like are you sure <laughs> and i remember saying no it's not gonna go that fast <laughs> you like it from now this is your last appointment with me Yep. From now on, everything's going to go so quick, so be prepared. Yeah. I was not prepared. <laughs> I was Nobody not. ever is. That's okay. <laughs> I was not prepared how fast it was going to go. Every week, I remember, like, still searching. And my mind kept on saying, just cancel it. Just cancel mm-hmm. it. Don't go with it. I think I needed to hear it from somebody. Sure. Hear their story, like, personally. Like, I feel like the way that I'm sharing today would it have helped me mm-hmm. in a way to hear somebody? I needed somebody to be and tell me I've been there. Right. And I didn't have that. Yeah, and I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I remember, you know, getting prepared. I got the, in the two-week pre-op diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every day my mind kept on saying, just call and cancel. Just mm-hmm. call and cancel. Actually, I was even praying you guys would call and cancel it. So the interest <laughs> didn't approve it, to be right. honest. Um and so when I got the call, they're like, we can do it on the 20th or the 26th. And so I remember we had an event on the 22nd. And mm-hmm. then my husband's like, well, don't do it on the 20th, on the 20th, because we have an event on the 22nd, do the 26th. And I said, you know what? Why would I move it? If I'm freaking <laughs> out right now, yeah. why would I do the 26th? Mm-hmm. You know, this is my life. This is going to change. That event can happen anytime. That's right. And so my husband's like, Okay, do whatever you think is right. <laughs> so I said the twentieth. Okay. And I remember those two weeks. I honestly, I was like this close of calling, because yep. the scare never goes away. Yep. It never does. Your mind is gonna trick you. It's gonna tell you it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You just don't do it. There's not gonna be any change. Your story is not gonna be the ones that you read. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not. That's yep. just you're, you're not going to be successful, even though all these other people are. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that was my mindset all yes. the way to the 20th. Yep. And, you know, even Dr. Bo could tell you that at the day of the surgery, the day even before, I told my husband, I want to quit. Mm-hmm. I want to call. I'm not going to show up. I'm yeah. not going to show up. 
he's like, prepare yourself. Do what they told you for surgery. Let's get to the surgery. And if you still feel like, I'll, I'll personally go tell the doctor, yeah. take her IV off. She's not going to. Yeah, she's not doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I remember waking up praying. I was like, do I really want to do it? I'd send a message to my mom. I said, Mom, I'm not ready. I'm mm-hmm. really scared. Like, I have a feeling I shouldn't do it. And then my mom's, my mind started checking. I'm going to die in the surgery room. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that's what my mind was saying. Yeah. And I remember getting to the room and getting all prepared. And the nurse said, you look like you're very nervous. And I said, I'm super nervous. And I remember um, Dr. Bo came in and he's like, let's just pray. Yeah. And I said, Dr. Bo, I think I'm walking out. <laughs> and he's like, let's just do a prayer. Yeah. And when he did the prayer, I don't know what was about it, but it calmed me down. Mm-hmm. And I told my husband, you know what? If something happens in there, at least I know I did something. I was trying to do something for me, not for you, not for the kids. Yeah. Just for me. And yep. my husband's like, you're ready. I think you're ready. Don't let the fear. And I was like, you're right. I always let fear win, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't let it win it this time. I yep. did the whole process for three months. Mm-hmm. I got so far just to back out. It's yeah. not worth it. Nope. If I don't have the successful story, at least I can say I tried it. That's right. You tried I it. I did something for my body mm-hmm. like it was recommended by my primary doctor. And it's been life changing. Yeah, <laughs> it has. I know. Okay. Um, so what were some of the things that you did, um, you know, to kind of prepare for surgery? You know, obviously you went through the process here, so you had all of the visits and things like that, but I know you also, you mentioned, you know, you did like some journaling and, and I know you bought some particular things that kind of helped you. And so tell us a little bit about those things that you did. Yeah, of course. So, uh, the first thing I would recommend is always by yourself. Um, the happy planners, they have a little trackers, for you to get prepared. Mm-hmm. You want to be prepared as much as you can because it's a life changing. And if you're not prepared, it's going to hit you really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And so one of the things I started doing, even if I wasn't on a diet, I started a food tracker. I wanted mm-hmm. to see what I was eating all day. Yep. See what I was, how much I was eating before surgery. Yeah. So the happy planner has like a exercise meal planner mm-hmm. thing. So if you're not exercising, you don't have to check that box. You yeah. can just leave it like that. Yeah. Um, so I started tracking my food, um, and especially for the pre-op, I bought some containers that measures your food. Yeah. And those were life-changing as well because you started, am I going to eat from this little <laughs> container? Like, how am I going to get full out of this? Right, like, right. And so when I would show my husband, he's like, you're not going to eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was definitely, you know, something that that's one of the things that I bought. I also started... We, um, I bought a food scale, um, that mm-hmm. you to measure my food because mm-hmm. on your pre diet, it says, you know, eat three to four ounces of protein. Yeah. And so I was like, how am I going to measure that? So yeah. I bought that to get mm-hmm. myself prepared for it. Yeah. Um, I have never been a person that carries like, I did have my water, my one gallon water bottle that mm-hmm. I had gotten when I had my my baby which is now fixing it before so yeah. that tells you how long i had it yes but i have never <laughs> finished it mm. and so i was like okay i need something to motivate myself so oh i'm gonna go buy myself a 40 ounce stanley that mm-hmm. gives me an idea how much water i'm actually drinking yep so i got myself a stanley there you go. as you know a way to promote myself for surgery yeah, on that absolutely 
And then I also started, you know, highlighting uh, the manual. Mm-hmm. When you, got, you, you get a manual when you're getting ready for surgery, started reading all of it, making notes, what need to be changed, what need to be done. Prepare yourself as much as make sure to read it because and if you don't understand anything, reach out. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be like me. I didn't reach out. <laughs> I actually Google it. Yes. <laughs> Google it. But I think you, because like I said, I didn't have somebody to go to or right. hear how the process went. Mm-hmm. And it made it a little bit more different. Um, one of the things I also did, I didn't tell anyone about my surgery except for like, my parents mm-hmm. or my parents only um so maybe if i would have been a little bit more open at what i was going through maybe i would have been able to find somebody that had had the surgery sure. um but that is something different that you know i i don't regret but then i also made myself understand the manual if you don't yeah. read the manual you're not going to be prepared for it mm-hmm. and so answer any questions that you have i remember highlighting <coughs> and then going back to google going back to tiktok yeah. <laughs> i did a lot of research yeah she to did. make sure i was 100 percent prepared where i was getting myself to yeah. yeah and thanks to some of those suggestions you know you know emma kept all of that and so we're kind of revamping our materials a little bit um especially for our spanish-speaking people um but also for you know anybody who speaks english too uh just to make those resources a little bit more friendly so coming soon maybe in 2024 <laughs> we'll see yes. <laughs> um okay tell us about you know how your diet and lifestyle looks different now than it did you know before surgery like what are the biggest changes to your diet and to your lifestyle since you've had surgery I don't drink Dr. Pepper <laughs> um, I was huge I remember my first appointment with Chelsea going a little bit back that I told Chelsea I love Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And she told me, let's start cutting off little by little, not all of it at once. Yep. And I was like, how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> how is it possible? I love Dr. Pepper. Like, how am I not going to drink it? And, you know, after surgery, of course, you can't have any carbonated. Yep. I haven't had a Dr. Pepper in six months. Awesome. <laughs> actually, Good for it'll you. be seven because I actually stopped it a month before my surgery. Before. Yeah. I rem- no, I didn't even wait for my pre ops good diet i actually stopped it a month before i'm not gonna lie it's a really hard thing to do it is is. (laughs) um another thing was i'm a huge coffee drinker but i would put a lot of sugar and cream on my Mm -hmm. Uh, now i drink i only drink coffee with milk foam Mm. which is weird because you know it doesn't have any sugar yeah and i love it Awesome. And who knew I was going to love that? Yes. Um, coming from an Hispanic family, uh, if you're Hispanic, you know, tortillas, beans, rice. flour tortillas, oh, yeah. rice, those were part of my daily life. Like, yeah. daily, daily, daily life. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I could never, in the morning, you would have your eggs, two tortillas, three, lunch, maybe four tortillas, mm-hmm. beans, right, whatever, meat. At night, same thing. Mm-hmm. And then a Coke, of course, there. Yeah, yeah. So that was not good at all. <laughs> that was not good at all. So when surgery comes, I had to learn how to use avocado oil, mm-hmm. avocado spray for my eggs. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge change because I was used to putting like pouring the canola yes, um, yes. oil because brands sell you. I'm not going to lie. That's right. It says that it, canola, masola canola, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It has that it's good for your heart. Well, yep. I saw that sound good for your heart. That's what I would use, and I would use a bunch of it. Yep, yep. 
And so that was a big no. Um, <laughs> we would do a lot of greasing foods like mm-hmm. chicken and a bunch of stuff with a lot of, lot of grease. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And yeah. then rice. So I had to learn, okay, my husband, I can't change his lifestyle. Right. You can't make that decision no. for him. <laughs> of course. And, you know, my husband is really skinny. Mm-hmm. So he can eat and never gain away. Yeah. He's lucky. He's, <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, and my kids, I couldn't change what they like to eat. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I had to learn how to make them happy and make myself happy in a way. Mm -hmm. So, what I started doing right before surgery was starting to get recipes for me. Make myself a recipe of things that look good. I'm a visual person, so I like to look at the picture. If it looks good, I'll try Mm -hmm. it and give it a try. So, I started to make myself a meal plan. Okay, uh, let's get some broccoli, some shrimp, maybe some chicken, more chicken, more, mm-hmm. more steaks. But then I learned how to cook that on an air fryer, mm-hmm. learn how to cook it with just avocado oil, just a little bit. And also, it looks like I make two dinners because my kids <laughs> and my husband, they eat different than me, of course. Because right. like I said, my life does not need a change for them. Yeah, That's something that I wanted to make sure it didn't affect. It, of course, it's hard when you're starting your diet and you're making rice because mm-hmm. you're used to that, right? Yeah, because you want some. Yes. <laughs> now I look at it and I'm like, no, that's yeah. not what I want. Yeah. Like, if I want rice that I'm craving rice, I get the jas- jasmine rice mm-hmm. and I'll make myself a cup of it and mix it with, you know, whatever I'm having and that takes the craving away. Yeah. Which is different than the way I would cook it. I would put a bunch of oil, yeah. then fry it, and then you would put the water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my kids still love it. My husband does. And, like, I tell, my, tell them all the time, I'm not going to change what you guys are doing because I do. Mm-hmm. Um, giving up tortilla was the hardest thing, too, because mm-hmm. at first I was like, how do you eat this? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm 32. I grew up eating tortillas, so every meal was with tortillas. So, right. okay, how do I eat? my breakfast without tortilla how do i eat my lunch without tortilla yeah and so that was life-changing too on that so i had to learn to eat with this you know i know how to eat with the spoon but i was never (laughs) used to eating with the spoon (laughs) for the meals so i had to learn to that i learned that my stomach was smaller so i knew i had to do less food Mm -hmm. um i learned to eat protein bars which ones were good Mm -hmm. and when I'm craving chocolate, I do the Quest brownie mm-hmm, bar. Mm-hmm. That takes the craving away. Yeah. It's weird because <laughs> I, when I looked at them, I was like, how is this going to take my chocolate craving? Yeah. And, you know, your tastes do change. Yeah. Because for Halloween, my kids had chocolate. And I was like, oh, look, that's a Hershey. I haven't had it in six months. I took a bite. I almost threw up. Yeah. Like, I don't like it anymore. It doesn't taste good. No, I don't yeah. like it. And I used to sit there and eat a bag out of it. So, yes. yeah. So your tastes do change. And, you know, learning to communicate with you, especially because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember, I would send you an email every day. Yeah, <laughs> I do remember. And that's OK. I love it. <laughs> yeah. She was so, so very supportive um, until I figured out she has a cook Cooking show, show. Yeah. in YouTube. Yeah. So I started to learn a lot of recipes because yeah. I went to that. And listening to the podcast, it answers a lot of the questions, what's good, what's not. Mm -hmm. A lot of the questions I was asking her, it turns out when I started listening to the podcast, I was like, 
oh my god I was just emailing Chelsea about it yes yeah and so that answered a lot for sure yeah I think you know you would be like hey what about this food you know is it okay and I never mind answering those questions but we kind of started the podcast just for that and we were doing these specific episodes where it's like 10 foods that you think are healthy but actually aren't and it was like you were asking me about all of those foods and I was like you know what hey listen to this episode and come back and ask me questions if you still have any and then like after that I think you must have gotten hooked on the podcast I did yeah because then you I you know I get an email every once in a while from you but then like at one point it was like wait I haven't heard from Emma in a while like what's she doing yeah I was listening to your podcast getting recipes from you and I'm still looking for you know healthy recipes things that Mm -hmm. you know can help me I wasn't the person that would look at calories now I look at calories Mm -hmm. like the great example I can tell you for me, and this uh, this would be different for everybody. Yeah, I love Starbucks, so the caramel brulee was a huge, big <laughs> one for me. Like yeah. every season, I was like, "Oh my God, they're having it! They're having it!" And last on the first week of November, you know, it was their first season. I was like, "I'm gonna go get myself one." Yeah, and I went in there and I almost ordered it, and then I looked at the calories. And believe it or not, I said no. <laughs> yeah, you're just like not worth it. My mind actually mm-hmm. told me. It's not worth those 500 calories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your mindset changes completely. You learn to look at food different. You start caring what you put in your mouth from now on. Yeah. And not not just because I have the surgery, but because it's a learning process. And you have to be willing to learn. Because if you don't learn, you're going to be in the same situation where you started from. That's right. And that it's not even worth it. Exactly. Yeah, you don't want to go back. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned just briefly, you know, kind of you come from that Hispanic background and it was very hard to change, um, you know, the foods that you're eating, but also, you know, part of coming from that background is that, um, they, you show love with food. They right. do. <laughs> it's been a hard one. <laughs> yeah. So tell me how that looks now for you. You know, how do you navigate that with your family and with your culture? It is very hard. Because, you know, when you go to your parents' house, your mom spoils you. She cooks you so much food. And she tries to put it all on your on your plate. And <laughs> yeah. you have to be like, no, I can't have that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they, they're like, well, what are you eating? You're, gonna, you're getting so skinny. Yeah. Um, are you getting <laughs> sick? Are you sure you're feeling okay? Should you go to the doctor? Maybe you need to eat more food. Right. And it's a learning process to tell them, mom, I'm okay. I'm actually healthy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you might... you. Like, my mom was about flour tortillas. She she knows yeah. that I'm a flour tortilla. And so for her to make a bunch of flour tortillas and me had to say no was hard for her. Yeah, absolutely. And so now, like, what I do, I'm like, Mom, can, how about we do once a month? I'll have one flour tortilla with you. There you go. You know, I can do it yep. once a month. Yep. You know, because having this doesn't mean you have to stop from being eating food. Right. Because that's not part of what this is. It's yeah. a learning process to eat it occasionally but not Mm -hmm. every day yeah you have to make those sacrifices you have to know you know this does have to change but it doesn't mean I can never do it exactly you know I I do typically tell people I don't know if you remember this but I tell people you know soda is a never because it's so addicting it's not that it's necessarily having a soda occasionally is going to be a terrible thing but Soda is very addicting. People don't ever just have a soda and then that's it. You that's know? it. No. <laughs> you go right back into drinking it every day. But um, yeah, it's important to know that you know you don't necessarily have to completely always change how you eat or your culture or anything like that. This is a this is a tool for that weight loss that fits in 
all cultures, all families, um, and you just have to figure out, you know, how does that work for you? So exactly. I think you've done a great job with that because I hear a lot of that from patients and they're just like, it's so hard with my family because when we eat, you know, it's beans, it's rice, it's tortillas, it's papas, you know, potatoes, whatever. You yeah. know? And it's just it's, like, how do I change it. that? And it's hard, but you have to stick up for yourself, right? You have to say, hey, I made this change and this is what I need to do. You know, my my dad still looks at me and tells me, Mija, you're so skinny. Yeah. Are you okay? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you're feeling okay? Like, that's <laughs> his question every time that he sees me. You know, yeah. I have to say, I'm okay, Dad. I actually had my lab test. Everything is normal. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. Don't, don't worry. I'm eating. And, you know, of course, they want to give you a big full of plate of food. And when you don't eat it, for them, it's like, is she okay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, mm-hmm. and, you know, you have to explain to them, like, you know, this is, I eat smaller and yeah. I have snacks and they're not chips. They're not, you know, because sometimes they'll be like, do you want some chips? And I have to be like, actually, I'm not craving it. And it's not, I'm, I don't want them. I just don't crave it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I have a Quest brownie mm-hmm. protein bar. And they're like, you're going to eat a protein bar? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm yeah. going to eat a protein That's bar. That's a better choice for me right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. And so, so you get those weird looks, and I know I'm fixing to get those weird looks because, mm-hmm. you know, Christmas is coming around. Right. And I'm actually going to be, you know, maybe hopefully heading to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And none of my family over there understands that. If my family here took them a little bit longer, yeah, the ones over there is, like, <laughs> going to be hard. Right. And so I'm not – I'm looking forward to spend time with all my family in Mexico. But I tell my husband it's going to be hard because in Mexico is – when we go over there, my aunts are like, let's go get the Coke for breakfast. Let's yes. get the Coke for lunch. Yep. You know, it's more Coke over there. Yeah. And so it's going to be different. It's yeah. definitely going to be a lot of criticizing from mm. over there. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But you kind of live with it because at the end of the day, you made a decision. You're doing it for you, not for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And if they don't understand... Um, because one of the things that I get a lot is you're losing weight because you got the surgery. Mm, mm-hmm. And that's like, not like the, the case. surgery is the only reason why you're losing weight. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it kind of gets me upset a lot of the times when I get that from friends or family members when I don't want to eat as much as they want me, to, you know, they want me to eat. Why am I eating? And I'll be like, I'm okay. Just give me a little piece. I don't need tortilla. I don't need a Coke. Mm. And then you wait those 30 minutes for a drink. Why are you not drinking? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like, hey, do you want a beer? And you, for me, it's like, no, I don't want a beer. Mm. And they're like, why? Uh-huh. And then I have to be like, I just don't drink. But why? You can have one. Right. And I said, yes. But if I wasn't drinking before the surgery, what mm-hmm. makes you think I'm going to yeah. drink it now? Right. Exactly. But they don't see that part, right? Yeah. And so you wait those 30 minutes to eat. And so a lot of people don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So they are like, you don't want anything to drink. You don't want... I did some watermelon juice. Do you want some? And you have to be like, no, I can't drink anything yet. Do you have regular water? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's hard because people come and they're like, let me give you some more food. You you didn't even eat anything. And mm-hmm. you're like, no, it's yeah. okay. You know, I still have the struggle every time I go to a family party, every time, anywhere. And now that I'm starting to be open about, surgery because like Mm -hmm. i said i was not at the beginning with no one i wanted to see the change on me first before yeah giving anybody anything Mm -hmm. um 
and yeah, like I say, it gets me mad because they tell me, well, no wonder you're skinny. Uh, and you're mm-hmm. like, no. Yeah, it's a lot of hard work is why you I'm don't, you losing want me to, weight. I pull out my happy planner and I'm like, here you go. Look yeah. at everything I do. <laughs> Look how much I have to, yes. like my goal is 10,000 steps while you're sitting watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'm walking on, on, you know, outside. Yeah. Um, Look what I have to eat for breakfast. While you're mm-hmm. eating like a huge pancake for breakfast, yeah. I might be having a protein shake. Yeah. Or I'll make myself an uh, avocado toast with an mm-hmm. egg on top. Like, look at what I'm doing. Like, yeah. look what I'm doing. The surgery was a tool that my body needed mm-hmm. to get where I need to be. Exactly. Like, it wasn't, I had the surgery. I kept on eating everything like I used to. And then out of nowhere, I'm still losing weight. That's yeah. not what it was. No, no, no. And... That's the, people don't understand that. Like, and and there's people that are like, oh, I need the surgery too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's easy. If you really want it and you're ready for mentally, I would say go for it. But it takes a lot, a lot of mental work. Mm -hmm. It's not something that you can just get done and move on. Like you have to be ready for it. You have to be committed. Yes. Big committed to Mm -hmm. it. Big committed. Have the support, Mm -hmm. you know, from your partner if you have one. And be ready for the change because it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It does not. Like those two weeks that you're in a protein shake, you won't. You regret it. Yeah, you exactly. regret the surgery. <laughs> yes. Don't. I'm not gonna share recorded. I remember by the, I think the second week I reached out to you and said, Hey, when can I start having food? I don't think I can have a protein yeah. shake <laughs> <laughs> because my body was craving something like meat. You know, yeah. your mind was trying to trick you. Like there's mm-hmm. something wrong happening. Mm-hmm. But then that's the f- hardest part, getting yourself into the surgery room in those two weeks after the, the surgery two room. Weeks after, yeah. That is the hardest thing ever. It is. And it might be that you're, there's people that could be open about the surgery, but one thing that I learned, and I read a lot of personal books, they tell you work on yourself first mm-hmm. before letting anybody in there. Yeah. And that's exactly what I did. I had to work on my mentality, I had to work on the new life changes I was making, I needed to make sure I was okay. Yeah. Because it's yeah. hard. Like, you regret the surgery, not because you're in pain. There was no pain. Yeah. It was an easy surgery. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There was no pain. I was, I didn't have gas pain, nothing like that. I was, yeah. I don't know if I was lucky, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story for most people. Yes, because, yeah. you know, a lot of people that I saw on TikTok, they said they had a lot of pain. Yeah. And one of the things I learned was walk, walk. So mm-hmm. when I, as soon as I got out of surgery, I told my husband, you're taking me to the park to walk. Yeah. So <laughs> I walked a lot. Good. Um, but one thing I can tell you one is work on yourself. Mm-hmm. Work hard. I cannot recommend much for you to get that planner because it has there for you to write mm-hmm. what you're struggling. So every day I would write what I struggled on that day, what mentality I was struggling with on that day. Like I could be like, you know, I went to my parents and I really wanted to eat what they were having, mm-hmm. you know, because I would still on my protein check, I would go to my parents because we have breakfast every Sunday. Yeah. I would go in there and I would have my protein shake and I would still make breakfast for my kids and I would see what my mom was making. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're still craving it. You were on that face on yeah. your on your diet where that food was your comfort zone. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so, you know, it was hard to go sit at the sofa after you cook and just drink the shake. Mm-hmm. And my dad would look at me and he would say, are you are you sure you can't have anything? <laughs> Not even a piece of little egg? Why right. are you having that protein shake? 
And I think for them it was hard because, you know, I was so overweight since I was a little girl. And it, they would actually call me gorda in mm-hmm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. So they'd never call me Emma. They would be like, oh, mi gorda, ven para acá, gorda. Mm-hmm. And so for them to see me go through this process, my dad's like, well, you're not gorda no more. Yeah, Should I, I just call you that. Emma? Yeah, I can't call you <laughs> that anymore. Oh, no. Yeah, he tells me all that. I'm like, you can still call me that. <laughs> and, you know, he's like, the whole life, that's what we call you. That's what my husband calls me. He calls me Emma. I know he's mad. Uh-huh. It's pretty weird, right? <laughs> and so when you tell people, oh, my husband calls me gorda, they're like, that's so mean. I'm like, you don't see the backstory of Hispanic yeah, side. Yeah, it's a cultural yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's not mean. Yeah, <laughs> like my husband, I call him flaco, but, you know, he's skinny. Yeah. But this, I always tell my husband, it's, it's different. It is. It is. It's on it. But my greatest thing is work on yourself. Yeah. Nobody's going to do it for you. That's right. Yeah. And write your struggles. Mm-hmm. Write what you're going through every day. What, what are you eating? If you had a bad day that you ate something, don't. it's okay. We are, we're human. We make mistakes. Yeah. Don't say, oh, my God, I messed up. Oh, I'm just going to keep on eating, whatever. Don't do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you get those thoughts out of your head, it gives them less power over you. You know, it's, it doesn't hold that that weight for exactly. you. Exactly. So write them down, tell them to somebody, you know, have exactly. a therapist, whatever works for you. You know, everyone's a little bit different. Everybody's different. Like I said, I didn't have anybody to be open with, like I said, because it was harder to explain it to your family. And it was harder for my husband to understand what, my, what I was struggling. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was journaling it down. And now that I go back and see what my struggles were, yeah. It's a way to overcome them, mm-hmm. overcome yeah. what you're going through, because it's not an easy process. It's not something you can get the surgery, lose all the weight, and be happy forever. Like it yeah. takes a lot of work, and people don't know that until you're going through it. It's easy for me to say, "Hey, get the surgery, you'll yeah. be losing weight." Yeah, it's not like that, and right. you never should record it too. You told me from the beginning it's gonna be hard, mm-hmm. and you know Wendy was honest too. She said it's gonna be a hard process right but you're willing to be committed to it then you can see dr bo told me the same thing right. on that so um thank you for being honest yeah. anybody could lie to me and say <laughs> hey it's this is easy. <laughs> just get the surgery and right. you're good yeah then everybody would get it all the time oh for sure absolutely and then nobody would be super successful you know because they wouldn't be actually ready to do it yeah and, and it took me a long i think one of the things that made me realize you don't see the change on yourself right away, but people mm. do see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember that it was in July when I took a picture. I think it was a picture that I sent you for yeah. the website. I took the picture and I told my husband, oh, I do look different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't realize I was losing weight because I was so concentrated on working my mind. Mm-hmm. I never realized what my body was changing. Like, yeah. I wasn't, I, I wish I would have kept the measurements. Mm. Um and I think I learned that from you in July because I, I call, I email Chelsea and I said, I haven't lost weight. I've been at 200 for a, a month and a half. Yeah. Am I stuck on this? And I was like, which is, if I'm okay, because I've always been at 200. So that was like my safe zone. Yeah. So for me, I was like, oh, I'm back at 200. Maybe I'm going to be there because sure. that was what I always had been at. And I remember you say, have you measured yourself? I was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I had measured myself right after surgery, but never did I 
not until July. And yeah. when I saw those numbers, I was like, like oh. <laughs> yeah, big yes, changes. Big. So definitely, if you can have a great recommendation, measure yourself weekly. I didn't do that, and I mm-hmm. wish I would have because yeah. I, w- I missed out to see what my body sure. was doing weekly because yeah. um, it's a difference. Yeah, well, and that brings up a good point. So to kind of wrap it up, you know, you we talked about in the beginning, you've lost the weight and, um, you know, you've kind of mentioned, you know, I've gained this new lifestyle and I'm healthier. Tell us about maybe some of the other things other than your weight um, that are victories for you. Um, you know, like medications, your overall health, uh, maybe like how you feel about yourself, your mentality. Like what are some of those things that have been victories for you since surgery? Yeah, definitely. There's been huge victories for me. I call it big because they make me cry every time I think yeah. about it. <laughs> um, so one of the things, uh, like I said, I suffer from PCOS. For almost a year and a half, I didn't have a me- menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, I was taking medication to have it. It was not happening. And I think it had to be a good cause of why I was gaining weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, after surgery... Actually, um, yeah, after surgery, I started my menstrual cycle. I have never been a person that's on that date. Like regular. Regular. Mm-hmm. Never in my life. Uh, since May, I can say I've been a regular person. There you go. Yeah. And so for me, I cry because that has never happened to me mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And so that was one huge victory for me. Yeah. And even my doctor was amazed when I told her that she's like oh my god Emma you know you took so many medications to make you have one right and these medications are strong they're supposed to make you have even for a month yeah Um, they wouldn't even nothing would work for me so that's what one of the reasons she recommended the surgery which I'm very thankful for that Mm -hmm. um another one I had high blood pressure and for a whole almost two years they changed my medications because my blood pressure kept on being high and high over the 150s Mm -hmm. and you know that hit me too. I was like, I'm 32. I have kids. Why am I uh, taking all these pills? Because I was, I was yeah. to the point I was taking three pills because they were trying to figure out what would work best for me. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I got the news that I'm officially on my f- medical file. I don't have blood pressure anymore. Yes, so that do. was huge, <laughs> huge, huge. That's big. Yeah. Um, another one was I always was told fatty liver, fatty mm-hmm. liver. Uh, you know, every time I was sick, they would tell me fatty liver. Um, and so when I got my lab results last week, too, she said for the first time in 10 years, your lab work shows normal liver. Yeah. And I cried. Yes, you should. I because <laughs> I was like, you know, you for so many years, you hear fatty liver, fatty liver is going to become cirrhosis. And mm-hmm. you're like, I don't drink. You know, why would I have that? And it like says the mentality that there's not a lot of information that's given to you mm-hmm. of what's going on with your body. Um yeah. My hormones, they ha- were always out of control. And she told me for the first time my hormones came back normal. Nice. So that nice. is huge. Yes. So, you know, when you hear all these news, you're like, oh, my God, all this hard work That's right. pays off. It was like, worth it. And now that I sit here, a year ago, I, you know, I backed out of doing the process. Yep. I see what my life is different. Mm-hmm. The way that I am, I think for the first time I can tell you I found myself. Yeah. Um. I found myself, I thought I knew myself, but honestly, I found myself. My husband says the confidence I have, he has never met, mm-hmm. and we've been married for 13 years. Yeah. My kids told me something that hurt me really bad in a good way, because they say, Mom, you never take pictures with us. Mm-hmm. I would always be the person taking the picture 
yep. for my husband and the kids, mm-hmm. but not me in it. Mm-hmm. And now it's like pictures with them. Yes. And now I regret it because I miss so many pretty. Because I always sure. take a picture and I would see my face and I would always be like, oh, my God, I am overweight. Yeah. I don't like how that picture looks. Let me just wear more baggy clothes so that the, my tummy sure. doesn't show. Sure, yeah. Um. Another one big one, and my husband has to remind me all the time, is when I go to shopping because I my jeans don't fit anymore. They fall. <laughs> right. So we actually went shopping last weekend, and I kept on going to the extra large and large. Mm-hmm. And my husband's like, Emma, <laughs> no. <laughs> what are, those don't fit to you. Like, come on, try some, maybe medium. Mm-hmm. I tried medium, and it was still loose on yeah. that show that I wanted to get. And yeah. so I tried a small and I came out and my husband was like, why are you crying? <laughs> I was like, I didn't know I was this small. Yeah. I didn't know I would ever be in a small. Yeah. So yeah. like that was another picture because, you know, I actually would order clothes online cause I hated going to the mall, mm-hmm. not finding that extra large. Right. And I hated asking, do you have extra large? And of course, you know, a lot of boutiques, they would be like, we don't carry that. Right. And I'm like, did you know there's chubby people? <laughs> right. We're <laughs> out know, here too. We need yes. clothes. Cute clothes. Um, so, you know, getting to be able to go to the store and not having to order online because online you can get the extra large. That's right. Yeah. And so I was to the point that I was size 14, size 16. And now that I go and try, for example, I thought I was size 29. Mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. so i went and tried it and it was super loose and i tried a size 27 and it you know it barely it's still a little loose my husband's like you need to stop <laughs> shopping with you you're a different person like yes. understand your life you wear different sizes now yeah that's right. so that's another big trade for me yeah and one thing i can tell you and love yourself mm-hmm. love your body love the changes yeah. Don't be hard on yourself if you didn't lose 10 pounds like a story that you read in TikTok or that yeah. you read from somebody else. Everybody is different, and believe it or not, your story is going to be different, but it's going to be a successful story yeah. if you do the work and the commitment. And I can't say enough how much I love how my body changed, but not just my body, but my mind. Mm-hmm. And the willing for me to share my story to everyone and know you can do it. Yeah. If I did it a year ago, I quit my appointment because I didn't think I was going to have a successful story. Mm-hmm. And it gives me the chills just thinking about it now because yeah. this is actually a year that I backed out, yeah. out of it. Yeah. Um, you can do it. it right. And when you find yourself, life looks different. Yep. Everything looks different. That's right. Um, you take care of yourself more. Mm-hmm. And you'll be around for those special moments. Exactly. I can <laughs> run now with my kids, yes. and I could never do that. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, I'm more in pictures involved. And even my kids tell me, Mom, I see you more happy. I never yeah. realized I was not happy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, even my husband tells me, I think I marry another woman. <laughs> he tells me, I, I think I fell in love with another woman because yeah. he tells the confidence that you mm-hmm. gain from the whole change. It's different, and I can't, there's no work to explain it, but I'm here for anybody that wants that yes. comfort zone. You can always contact me. I'll be glad to share you my story yeah. and walk you through my process. Like I said, everybody's process is different, mm-hmm. but we're here to help.
hope. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys want to chat with Emma a little bit more, um, feel free to reach out to our office. We can get you her contact information. Um, but I think, I mean, she said it so perfectly, you know, surgery is not easy. Um, surgery is not the cheater way out. It's not anything more than just a tool to get you to where you need to be on your health and your wellness journey. Um, so take care of you, um, you know, do what it takes. You have to make those uh, sacrifices over time. Um, but in the end you gain so much more. So it makes it all worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you find yourself. Um, so that's yeah. the goal. You, you end up saying, realizing you didn't love yourself as much as mm-hmm. you thought for years. 200 was, I'm perfect. I love mm-hmm. myself that way. And now that I'm, you know, once, you know, 175, I look at myself and I was like, <laughs> why did I think I was perfect at 200? <laughs> you know, it's just the mindset yeah. you have. Like, look at me now. I have technically two jobs yeah absolutely <laughs> and I yes. go to school and I would have never had all this energy yeah. if I didn't have learned how this whole process that's right because back then I just had one job and I was fatigued all day mm-hmm. and yeah. it was just the way my hormones were just the way I was eating yeah. everything on it so hopefully this helps others have that little push that I needed and somehow I did find it on other stories, but, you know, having it here with the clinic, yes. I think it's going to help a lot. I think patients. so, too. Awesome. All right, Emma. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, uh, for being inspiring and all of that. And uh, we hope that you guys enjoy her story as much as we do. So um, thanks for listening and thanks for joining us today. Of course. Have a good week.